Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast, solo episode edition. Yep. This is a solo episode of the podcast. We haven't done one of these in, in a little bit. Yeah. I know we got to do a little bit more, just a check-in. Check-in with our Say listeners. hi to everyone. Um, yeah. You know, we wanted to check in yes. because, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on right now. Yes. Inflation. Inflation is really heavy right now. A lot of pocketbooks, purses, wallets, <laughs> whatever you might carry are being affected by yes. the rise of inflation. Yes. It's just crazy how much prices have increased over the year. Just looking at eggs. I know. Right? Eggs. We don't buy, you know, guys, like eggs were a staple <laughs> in our household. Like not even kidding. Like I remember one of our neighbors, like during the pandemic, remember yeah. she's like, Hey guys, I have extra eggs and I don't need these this many eggs. And I'm like, girl, I just bought some eggs, but I'll take yours. And she's like, y'all just eat a lot of eggs because we don't eat it like that in my house. And I'm like, yeah, we eat, we, eat we go through eggs. so many eggs. Yeah. But eggs, you know, you could, you could get like almost three dozen for like $5 at one point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like a dollar 88 for yep. a carton of eggs. Yep. And now it's it like what? $4.99. $4.99. Yeah. And we live, you know, we live in the tri-state. So like a uh, New York metro area. So, yep. so now eggs, when I see oh eggs gosh. for $4.99, I'm like, hmm, I don't really need Yeah, we don't. We, week, we pass it. Yeah, we don't even yeah. think about getting it. Yeah. And have you, do you feel like you're missing eggs? Like no. now that it's not a part of our. Not at all. I don't miss it yeah. either. Because we used to eat a lot. of. I would make like three or four eggs. I mean, like, that's a lot of eggs, morning. babe. Yeah, like, like, I mean, we bake. You know, yeah. we do a lot of different things <laughs> with our eggs. Mm-hmm. We bake things and, you know, so it's just like, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, going yeah, back to the point, it's eggs. like when you go in the grocery eggs. store, like everything is just costs a, higher. a lot more. And, you know, we they talk about what else is going on in the economy just in terms of mortgage rates being high home prices are just high and yeah you know hopefully they'll come down home prices but right now we have at least in our area we haven't it's been pretty stagnant for the most part Mm -hmm. but you know i think just seeing everything happening in the economy like with companies laying off workers you know facebook Mm laid off, I think 13%, 13% or 11,000 people, 11,000 people whose lives have just been, you know, kind of turned upside down. Turned upside down. Um, and you look at Twitter, half Twitter. of their employees were laid off as well. So Stripe, I know had a few layoffs. They laid off, I think 14% of their employees. So there's a lot happening in the economy that I think can be very um, worrisome to a yeah. lot of people. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, anxiety inducing. And you we keep on hearing just about like a recession or are we in one? Are we not in one? Are we going to be in one? Is, is inflation here to stay? Is it going to go down? I mean, it's just a lot of things. And yeah. And I think it's not especially when you're watching the news. Right. The news makes <laughs> makes a lot of money off of making people worried. Right. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're in the, they're in the business of, you know, fear. And sometimes you just have to turn off the news yeah. and just bring it back in, reel it back yeah. in and, and focus, focus on, on what you can control. Focus on what you can control. Yeah. You know, we can't control the macro economy, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening on a societal level mm-hmm. um, as far as economics. But what we can control is our budget. Yes. Right. We can control the groceries that we, we that, that we buy mm-hmm. at the store. Mm-hmm. 
we can control, you know, looking for sales yep. if we do need to, you know, purchase anything. So what we want to do with this episode today is we want to help relieve some of the worry, some of the anxiety that a lot of people are feeling. And, you know, the best way to prepare or the best way to relieve anxiety is to just prepare, prepare. yourself. Yeah. You know, a lot of times fear is caused by because the lack of not knowing, mm-hmm. right? And also the lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do with this episode today is just give you some tools to help prepare for the current recession or the upcoming recession, however you see it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like, first of all, let's like talk about what exactly is a recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically a recession is defined and historically it's been defined as two consecutive quarters of decline in the U.S. based off real GDP, which is gross domestic product. And it just essentially just indicates that the growth of the country is is slowing down, right? So two negative quarters is something that dictates it technically, right? But there is, you know, a separate uh, separate panel that will determine if we're actually in a recession or not. But what's what do you mean by that? What's a separate panel? Well, there's experts that determine if the U.S. are actually in a recession. But recessions are a normal part of the economic cycle, right? Yep. So it's like, you know, I know when we hear the word recession, it can get very like worrisome, but we have to know that there's ebbs and flows in the in the economy yeah. and that we should expect a recession every, I don't know, when was the last one? Back in, well, we had, we had COVID, one in 2020 and COVID, during and COVID. Then yeah. the one before that was the big one, which was the great recession that we had in 2008, 2009, which is what most millennials remember, right? A lot of us were in school or just graduating and, you know, it wasn't the best time for us. So that's what we always think about when we think about recession, but there's deep recessions and then there's mild recessions throughout history. Yeah, definitely. And and so, you know, to our point, you know, it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so we should, as we're managing our finances, on a micro level within our own economy at home, we should always think that, okay, within the next eight to 10 years, right? Give or take, there's possibility of an economic downturn Mm -hmm. or a recession. And so you need to just make sure that you prepare for that. And so with that, you know, we can't control when a recession happens in society, but we can control how we position ourselves and make sure that we're prepared when it does come, when, when it does happen, because it's inevitable, it's going to happen. So we just want to give you some tips on how to prepare. Yep. So babe, what, what's the very first thing we would tell people to start preparing if a recession is looming? Yeah. The first tip that we recommend is to increase your emergency savings. Or rainy day savings or whatever you want to call it. Emergency fund, solution fund. I've heard that's a new thing Mm -hmm. that the cool kids are saying. Whatever you want to call it. But an emergency fund is basically just having money set aside for when an emergency happens, when the unexpected happens. And usually we recommend about three to six months of expenses to have set aside in an accessible account 
for when that unexpected event happens. So an unexpected event like your engine stops working, your engine out of nowhere just stops working. So you have no transportation yeah. to and get oil to change is not an emergency. An oil change is not. But yeah. Your brakes not working or your engine needs to be replaced or something of that nature is like emergency or like hospital going to the hospital, a medical expense, um, or you get laid off from your job and you know, you're waiting for unemployment and you may have to get, take money from somewhere to supplement your expenses during that period. So, you know, what the recommended advice is from a lot of financial experts is to have three to six months of savings set aside. But I would even go a little bit further because again, we don't know how long this recession will last. We don't know how severe this recession will be. But if you're in a position where you can bump up your three-month savings to six months or your six months of savings to, to like nine months to, to nine months to one year, we would encourage you to do that because you know it's just gonna give you a cushion to ride the wave when something unexpected happens. And to RJ's point, you know, babe, like if someone does lose their job, you know, at least you have that emergency fund to dip into until you're able to replace that income. Yes. Yes. Cause we know from like unemployment, it's not going to cover all your expenses. So you need to take it from somewhere else, which it would be your emergency fund or rainy day fund or solutions fund. Mm -hmm. So the next tip that we recommend is we say this almost every time on the podcast, and that is you need to be following a monthly budget and be monitoring your expenses. This is so important, guys, because a budget just allows you to see where your money is going. And also, you're able to tell your money where to go with a budget, right? And so, you know, it's great if we just create a budget. You know, we say this X amount of dollars will go towards our groceries, this will go towards our living expenses, et cetera. But if you're not monitoring, you know, your expenses and tracking your expenses as you make them, then the budget is almost for not, right? And I say that because, you know, sometimes we create a budget, a really nice budget, and, you know, we, we, we're... Well, yeah, sometimes we, you create a budget and then when you look at your actual expenses, it looks nothing like exactly the budget. what you planned for. Yeah. And it's almost like you have this, this magical budget, but you're still living the same before you created that budget. So mm -hmm. it's always good to make sure you are keeping track and following up and holding yourself accountable to be as, as close as possible to that budget, right? Yep. And, and have a realistic budget in place, right? Because it doesn't need to be perfect, but you need to like start tracking your expenses and know where you can improve, where you're overspending. Yes. Is there expenses in your budget that you don't need? Like how many times have you signed up for a free trial and then they continue to take the money out and you forgot about it? Yes. Right? That happens. So that's where tracking your expenses, key. Um, looking at your credit card statements, yep. looking at your bank account yep. statements and being like, oh, shoot, <laughs> this, this. this gym just charged me and I don't even go, yeah, <laughs> you know, like. 
I don't even go to the gym anymore yes. like that. Let me get that, you know, 20, 50, $100 back. Yeah. And we just did that, right? We just had an example where we had a gym. We weren't going to it as I know. much. I wasn't and, going, guys. Well, yeah. It was, it was me. Wasn't going. Yes, and wasn't we were going. like, okay, let's cancel, right? Let's cancel. And, and that freed that up some space. Back. Freed up and some money in our budget. Now, you know, as you work at it, work at home, right? Until you're ready to. Yes, right now. And, and I, that's a good point, babe, mm-hmm. because like when we're in economic downturns like this, we might have to shift things a little bit. We may be going to the gym right now, but if our budget is tight, it may be time to say, hey, let me do some workouts at home that are free. Let me get YouTube on. Let me, uh, you know, get, you know, use my weights that I have at home, whatever. Let me walk around my neighborhood, whatever the case may be, right? And and you have to really be realistic, right? Our thing was, Angie, like you weren't going to the gym to justify the expense, the expense, right? Yeah, it was, now, it was. if you were going to the gym and utilizing the services yes. of the gym, then we probably would have kept it. But yeah. it was just like, are we really going enough to justify the fee? It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't right? Not. So it was just to cancel. Exactly. The smartest decision was to cancel and earn yeah. that money back. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, just holding yourself accountable to that, right? You'll find some stuff that you may not need to spend at this time just to buckle up a little bit, right? And this is not permanent. This is not, oh, you make this budget that's stringent and don't let you do anything. It's just more of like you're making small adjustments for this moment, this season. Yes, exactly. Love it. So our next tip is... Keep your resume up to date. Now, a lot of times, including myself, the only time you update your resume is when you're like, oh... I want a new job. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do think like on an annual basis, you should have your resume up to date. And the reason is, is because like we said earlier, is that there are layoffs happening and there's probably going to be more layoffs as we continue mm-hmm. into 2023. And it's just, you know, to be prepared for when they do happen and having your resume up to date is going to allow you to just, you know, hit the ground running if the time comes, you know. Yeah. And it's almost twofold when you update your resume. The benefits of updating your resume is obviously you can apply right away, but also you can think about the accomplishments and skills that you have in your current role. So right now it could be review period for your job. So it's important that you document that that. So and when they if they are thinking about laying off person, they you have a justification for maybe why you shouldn't get laid off. Right. Or you demonstrating to your boss all the things that you did, because sometimes we just forget. And I think when you go through that resume updating process, you remember like, heck, I did this, I did this, I did this. And then you can document it. And also just in your regular work experience, just bring that up during annual reviews or quarterly reviews or however often you do reviews when it comes to your job. Okay. So related to keeping your resume up to date is we encourage you guys to upskill. So upskill is simply just improving your skills or attaining new ones, you know, like it's very competitive in the market, right? Mm-hmm. In the marketplace. And so it's so important to make sure that we're keeping skills up to date. There's so many free resources now where we can just get educated and learn new skills like YouTube. YouTube is YouTube accessible. University. It's probably the most mm-hmm. accessible to yep. a lot of people. Just mm-hmm. going on YouTube, searching for whatever skill that you want to learn, mm-hmm. and you'll find videos about it. So that's like definitely a free resource just to continue on your learning journey. Like we we are firm believers in being continuous learners, lifelong, lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a lifelong learner, if you're a continuous learner and you're always looking to improve yourself, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, like 
what the jobs may do or what decisions the jobs may make around like layoffs, because you know that you're investing in yourself so that you are ready, that you are competitive in the job market. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should continue. I mean, there are paid services as well. So you have like LinkedIn Learning, you have Udemy, you have Skillshare, Skillshare as well. There's so many. And these it's, aren't it's sponsored, so guys. Important, right. <laughs> and, and during the upskill like process, right. You know, there's, what is it? Coursera? Coursera Coursera's one, Coursera. Khan Academy. Yeah. There's a lot. There's so many today on the market. Yeah. So that's important as well. And then those are virtual learning, right? Yep. Like virtual learning is so great because it's it's on demand mm-hmm. and you can do it on your time. And I know, I know we're busy guys. Like I know we all have a lot going on, but I just taking 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes of just putting on a video and learning something new will be just so vital and just do you so much good overall. And, and so if you can just find that 10 to 15 minutes to 30 minutes of time every day to just invest in yourself, I promise that you won't take like you, it'll only, only prove to be beneficial long-term. Yeah. And it's just, I remember that the quote we shared on our Instagram was, you know, investing yourself before you like you're investing your job, like take that time, right. To upskill, to learn, to develop, to grow and 10 to 15 minutes a day is something that you can just you utilize just to, you know, make yourself Mm -hmm. um, the best, uh, put yourself in the best position. We also recommend like networking, right? Networking with people at your job. A lot of times decisions are made. Decisions are made based on relationships. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you can be the best employee, but if, but if you have your head down at work and no one knows the great work that you're doing, it's again for not right. It's almost, (laughs) there's no reason in doing it. And so unfortunately we do live in a, in a, um, what have you done for me in a culture where it's very relationship driven and it's not necessarily about, you know, how hard you work. It's really having those relationships, but also working hard. You need both. And so networking is super important, both internal at your company, at your current company, but also external. So this is the time and I'm going to push, like, I want to motivate you guys to reach out to people in your industry that do not work at your current firm. Start making connections with people outside of your current organization so that you are building a web of people that you can reach out to in the event that you are laid off from your job. I think that going through just that networking exercise of, you know, connecting with people internally, external, like you just learn from other people just by going through that. And you may find out like, hey, you know, at this company that it's a better opportunity or, hey, like there's more than just what I the industry that I work on. And you just start to learn and expand your knowledge. And ultimately, it just helps you in terms of being an informed employee. The last tip that we'll leave with you today is invest for the long term. Yes. So we talked about investing for your in yourself, which is very important with upskilling. But right now, there's a lot of um, anxiety around, around the market, the, market, mm-hmm. the stock market, and the fluctuations that we see given the economic cycle that we're in today. Yep. And just like we were talking about the economy overall, the market works exactly the same. Just like we were talking about how recessions are a normal part of the economic cycle, market fluctuations are the same. It's normal. Yes. A lot of times when I 
think about investing, I always when people ask us about investing, we always say to them, like, how would you feel if you know the moment you invested, you know, your money goes down 20%? And you have to have like that mindset, right? That markets go down, markets go up, but over the long term, right, markets grow. And you just have to stand the test of time. So you have to stay invested, right? I want to say like oftentimes investing for the long term is what's key here. And as we see the markets go up and down, it's important to kind of just remind yourself that this is a normal part of the cycle and that you're a long-term investor. And, and also I want to say like, when you start to invest, right, you always have a goal attached to it. That is very important. Like your investment should be tied to your goal. So if your goal is to retire, right? And let's say you're 10 years from retirement, 20, 30 years from retirement, you know that there's going to be volatility. However, the goal is to focus on the long term, right? When we look at recessions in general, like 2008, if we thought that 2008 would be the same for the rest of our lives, we probably wouldn't invest. But if we look at where the market is today, it's higher than it was in 2008. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many graphical depictions of the market fluctuations and if you look at them, it's always, there's always ebbs and flows, yep. right? And you have to zoom out, right? Like you have to zoom out and see that the it's a natural trend, right? Yeah. We have periods of growth. We have periods of contraction. We have economic downturns. And then we start this cycle all over again. And we just need to know that it's a part of the investment cycle and tagging our investments to our goals is a way to prevent you from selling prematurely right? A way for you to stop thinking about day to day and more think about decade to decade yeah, or so, every year to every year. Exactly. And I think, you know, given that the market is down right now, if you have your emergency fund in place, if you have a budget in place and you're tracking and monitoring your expenses, you know what? This is actually a good time for you to start you know, continuing to invest, right? Because it's basically on sale. The market is on sale, right? Mm -hmm. For the most part, when we see when we see these downturns, this is the opportunity to buy yeah. in, you know, low yeah. cost index funds, whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah, and investing is you you get you, is anxiety inducing in itself if you haven't done it before. But it's okay to dollar cost average. Dollar cost averaging is regularly putting an amount into the stock market, right? So that could be every paycheck, that could be on a weekly basis, a monthly basis. It's just putting money in the market regardless if it's up or down. And over the long term, investments have shown historically to grow. So just when in doubt, zoom out as Angie said, but also just remember what your goals are for investing. Yeah. Because it's not something that's short term, it's something for the long term. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, babe. Like this is not the time to panic and sell your investments. This is the time just to stay steady, continue on the path and think long-term. Mm -hmm. These are the tips that we wanted to share with you guys. Like, and I'm sure there's more that we'll, we'll come up with as we continue out 2023, but these are just even some of the things that we're doing within our own microeconomy in our household. You know, we are increasing our emergency fund. We are, we've, we always have been budgeting and tracking expenses, 
but we're even more closely tracking our expenses, right? Just to make sure that we know where every dollar is going. We have our resumes up to date. We are always continuously learning, right? Because we said we're lifelong learners. We're always looking to improve our skills and we invest for the long term. That is what we're doing. That's the path that we're taking. And yeah. 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 And those are all five tips. And as Angie mentioned, we're going to, you know, if things come up and we have any other things that we're doing that we think would be beneficial to you, we're definitely going to share with you. But these are a good like foundation to have during any economic uncertainty, just to put yourself in the position to just putting yourself in the best position to have control. Mm -hmm. Like, again, back to what we said earlier, we can't control when recessions happen, but we can control how we're going to respond and ensure that our family and our household is prepared to respond to the upcoming recession. So those are our tips, guys. Yes. And if you need additional help, be sure to get our couples money starter kit. The link is in our show notes and it will help you in terms of thinking about the goals. Yeah. It'll help you just kind of set that foundation, that financial foundation that you need to just start getting intentional with your money. Yes. So if you're married, if you're engaged, this is the guide for you to really start those conversations around money and to just really create money goals, a money vision, start communicating effectively with your partner about money. Money dates, right? Like we talk about that in the yeah. starter kit so as well. Mm-hmm. Get the guide. It'll help you just start the path on your financial journey. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Again, we'll come back with any tips that we have, but we love you guys. We're here for you. And just remember, like, remember that you're on a team during mm-hmm. this this process, this journey, you know, things are never going to be perfect. So it's more just to prepare yourself and put you in the right position to succeed. And it all starts with intention. Talk to you soon, guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. Thank you.